Hello, everybody. It's me, Lindsay Rogers. Welcome to episode number 24 of Anything Else to Add Podcast with Lindsay Rogers. I am Lindsay Rogers, and welcome. Anyway, let's talk about something that I should talk about. I know most of you guys are going to ask me about stuff, but I will tell you. But also on top of that, we'll talk about some shows, gaming stuff. And without further ado, let's begin, shall we? Alright, so I just found out on Monday there was no new episode of NCIS and NCIS Hawaii because the uh, Country Music Awards was going on. Yeah, or is it the uh, CMT Music Awards was going down? Um, A lot of people are just kind of good. I think the most person who definitely dressed out, I guess. I don't know who. I don't know. I I just didn't pay attention as much. I know Entertainment Tonight was talking about it, and it was kind of crazy. So, yeah. However, um, right now, I should mention this in the podcast. Now, before I go over the FBI, FBI International, and FBI Most Wanted, uh, I just want to say, uh, I just found out, uh, hours ago, oh, even though right now it's 12.07 a.m. on a Wednesday, but it was up in, on like yesterday to say that uh, the great Gil- Gilbert Gottfried passed away. Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried. He, he was uh, 67 years old. He had um, an illness long time term. And I was shocked about this. In fact, I got this information from somebody I do follow on Twitter. I'm not mentioning who they are, because I'm worried that some of you guys may go after him, okay? Um, but it, and it was officially came from his Twitter account that, uh, went down. Down. Um, I'm a weird person, to say the least. But, Anyway, apparently his profile uh, photo has been removed, and I wish they'd just do something about this. Anyway, it was officially on his uh, Twitter account as this. We are heartbroken to announce the passing of our beloved Gilbert Godfrey after a long illness. In addition to being the most iconic voice in comedy, Gilbert was a wonderful husband, brother, friend, and father to his two young children. Although today is a sad day for all of us, please keep laughing as loud as possible in Gilbert's honor. Love the Godfrey family. Yeah, apparently he left behind his two youngest children, uh, and which was reported on Entertainment Tonight. And it was really kind of sad. And I sit here on Twitter, ripped to the legend. I will never again be an Iago the Parrot, Digit the Cyber 
cyborg. <laughs> I, see, I don't know why he said cyborg. Supposedly cyborg. Stupid. The autocorrect. Uh, and the Affleck. The, and uh, if you guys don't know what I'm f- talking about, uh, Gilbert Godfrey led to so- three characters, I guess. Well, actually, two characters and the commercial for it, but before he got replaced due to the fact of a uh, a terrible comedy joke he told and ended up getting replaced, which was uh, really awful, to say the least. But he was still just a funny man. Um... <laughs> Uh, if you guys didn't know, uh, in my in my childhood, and uh, he vo- when there was the movie Aladdin, and it's uh, I think it's sequels. Hold up. Uh, he voiced the great. Uh, sorry. Ugh, let's see. Um. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he voiced Iago, oh, the hot tempered parrot assistant. He was a sardonic for Jafar. <laughs> or. Um, I'm looking through. Oh yeah, he also did return and in the in uh, Aladdin: Return of Jafar. Aladdin two: The Return of Jafar and the third movie, Aladdin in the King of Thieves. Yes, did he? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, there's a show, a kind of kid show called Cyber Chase. I kind of watched it because of, mostly because of him and Christopher Lloyd, who played the uh, villain in that show. Anyway, Digit was a cyber. I don't know why Apple autocorrect changed it to cyborg to cyborg. And I didn't realize I tweeted that. I thought I tweeted uh, cyborg. Anyway, uh, yeah, and he was uh, played as a good, uh, a good a bird character, or much uh, different from his uh, crazy parrot, the crazy parrot, Yago. And, uh, and then, of course, he was the Affleck duck until, like, 2011 when he got replaced by some guy who actually kind of almost sound like him really good, I guess. Which was kind of scary, to say the least. But, anyway, um, I mean, 
it was it was really kind of sad this had happened, and it's not just because of that. I mean, he t- he done a lot of stand up comedy. I think he also made, I think he did appearance on uh something with VH1. I love. I think the eighties, the nineties. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Ugh, such a boomer. I don't know if I remember that, but I think maybe it was the 80s or 90s. I don't know. Maybe it was the 90s, because I think they were talking about the movie Aladdin. Anyway, uh, he did a lot of... I mean, he was a great guy, to say the least. I'm just saying that because I enjoy his work. I'm pretty sure a lot of people who knew him would say that is true. Um, but anyway, um, it's really sad. Now, because of him being trending on Twitter, I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. And actually, I haven't seen no one said anything bad about him. Um, I mean, a lot of people would have got angry at him and saying stuff, but I don't think they have. But some thinking... You know, because of his passing away. And then, of course, there were others who passed away. Like, apparently there was a photo circulating on Twitter of Bob Saget, Louis Anderson, and Gilbert Gottfried together. And I was like, dang. So, yeah. Alright, let's talk about FBI. FBI most... Sorry, FBI, FBI International, FBI Most Wanted. Because i got to remember how to say this, even though I'm seeing things out of order. Alright, so let's talk about FBI. So in tonight's episode of FBI, it uh, started off when um, there was a couple who were actually turned out to be uh, drug mules. Apparently when I was one of them, um, the female got sick, and uh, she was not feeling well. And anyway, the guy n- knew that who that it's like he doesn't want to take her to the hospital, even though she said that she needs to go to the hospital. But instead, somebody ended up uh, killing uh, the two of them, one of them with a gun and the other one with a knife. And I was like, really? So, anyways, uh, Tiffany and Scola were both called in, and after, uh, Scola uh, told Tiffany that he he was dating a woman, and, and giving out the dates, (laughs) yeah, aka the details, about, I guess, the woman he was dating, anyway, until they got the call to go and investigate and it turns out it, it was leading to some kind of guy a leading to one guy that led into a woman being arrested turns out it's her, it's Nina who's an FBI agent anyway they were trying to hunt down the uh the guy i um they were all looking for and uh, had to, but turns out it was getting really ugly. 
Like, because Nina has trust issues with uh, Scola, and she was really crazy. And despite of what's going on, I mean, in, even though Isabel uh, told Scola that uh, he's, he and Nina are going to work together with Tiffany, and they went to go try to confront the guy that there were... That she was trying to go after. Anyway, of course, she had backup with from uh, Tiffany, Scola, and of course, O.A. and Maggie. Hey. And, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, it got really ugly. Lead to a buyout and things were getting weird but at the end of this madness i mean they ended up getting the guy after finding out he did not smoke turns out he drinks and i thought it was his buddy his his uh his muscle but i don't know it was really kind of crazy but yeah i yeah of course nobody nobody ends up dying in this, thankfully, it was really crazy, and uh, yeah. Now, in FBI International was really a doozy. What happened was, uh, Kevin Vo was actually checking out uh, some kind of some kind of gym, and they were doing where women are doing a lot of exercise, and all of a sudden she runs into this guy named Nick, who. Was in fact used to be working out in the Vegas uh, office until he got fired, and he didn't tell Cameron Vo that he somehow they met. They went from uh, somewhere to some kind of uh, cafe, and they tried to talk about why he was here, and he didn't tell. Uh, Cameron Vo the truth about this, even though he said he got, even though they said he got fired like ten months ago, and I was thinking, oh, they mentioned about Vegas. I'm like, I wonder who his boss was, and I was thinking maybe it was Remy Scott, <laughs> which, by the way, we'll, we'll talk about him later on. On anyway, um, so. It turns out uh, he kind of lied to Cameron this whole entire time. Because what happened was, even though he was saying that he was kind of innocent with the shooting, and he was actually kind of skimming for a lot of money. And it was really bad. I mean, they tried to take down... Turns out that... Uh, he kind of lied about what was going on. And on top of that, uh, he may, uh, he may be in so much in trouble because even though Forrester want to know what is going on with Cameron and despite that Kevin Vogue Actually, first I thought Kevin Vo was going to be thrown off the case because she was because they think and oh she knows about him. Only thing she knows about is they used to be childhood friends, 
and went to the same 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 academy and stuff and then turns out that he, he they never spoke to each other ever since they got their assignments and for, for through the FBI, I guess. And now she finds out what's been going on. And on top of that, you know, he was really badly using her. Especially when they went to go confront the boss and took him down. But in the end, I mean, Cameron ends up arresting her friend Nick because he kind of lied to her badly enough. And I was like, she's it was bad. <laughs> so, I don't know if Kim is going to ever forgive him, but surely enough, I'm pretty sure she will never. Because after she, after all the games she had done with him, I was like, yeah, good grief. Anyway, <laughs> and of course there were like a lot of things going on now. I mean... And this, and of course, uh, Cameron says that she would never date in in the bureau because she knows it would get messy. That's why she rather date somebody outside of the bureau. Oh, and Nick kind of betrayed her. No matter if he was, even if he didn't, uh, you know, still, it was really bad. And. So, not only because he betrayed her, but also the FBI and his father. So, I was like, yikes. So, yeah. <laughs> then, let's talk about FBI Most Wanted. Oh, it's down, kiddies. <laughs> so, yeah. Remy Scott is the new boss. Us for the fugitive task force. Anyway, he just it started with him rolling in town, saying hi to the deli owner, who who brought him out pastrami and cannoli, which he took to right to I guess the apartment he has to the doorman who knows him. Anyway, it turns anyway so. He gets in and, you know, what he has and things he kind of shipped out, shipped from his uh, Vegas home um, to his home in New York. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, then it led to right now a, a, uh, a, bo- uh, a man and a girl Turns out that they are both in serious trouble. Apparently, uh, the parents, parents of Lil, the they are named Lily and uh, I guess Jeremy. Anyway, Lily isn't is only seventeen years old, old, and Jeremy is like in his twenties. In other words, he's dating jailbait, and I'm like, <laughs> anyway, uh, so he goes, 
and and at first I thought those two were about to have uh do the thing, but instead they it, they didn't. What happened was uh Jeremy ended up killing his mother and Lily's parents, and uh, they two started up the hotel. And I thought he was gonna do her, but instead he didn't. He took her to Pastor Bob, where he kind of, uh, let's just say he porked her. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Anyway, it turns out that Pastor Bob lied to, uh, turns out Pastor Bob is in trouble. But before that happened, um, up in Remy Scott and, uh, ends up meeting Hannah. Uh, Ortiz and Kristen, and he knows about uh, about uh, Cheryl Barnes, and then she is on uh, maternity leave because of she never had a chance to spend time with her daughter and niece, so because of that, she wants to do it with her son Theo. Oh, so she's doing this for, I guess most if you guys didn't know in, in the we in the last episode about two weeks ago, she said that to Isabel that she's not just taking uh, maternity leave but she's also need uh, a break because of after the after uh Jess's death went down, I was like yeah I'm with you girl. So anyway, so Jess after Jess, yeah, Ugh, my tongue is about to start tongue tied. So yeah, so Cheryl is right now, um, taking time to take to raise her son and also make sure that she's fine before returning to the team. Um, after she'd gone through a lot. But, but, but she, I don't know. Probably I don't know if she'll be. I don't know now if there is a possibility if she, if, uh, if Roxy Steinberg is gonna return. I don't know. I mean, but for now it's just gonna be those four. Anyway, so anyway so Chris and Ortiz and Hannah was looking over uh Remy Scott's dick stuff about information about him and sure enough <laughs> Remy was actually overhears uh overhears them <laughs> and I was like really <laughs> So apparently, this whole entire case was definitely centered on. Anyway, so so because of that Remy ends up coming in, he into as the team and try to introduce themselves. He actually kind of know who they are because I guess he read information on them as well. Anyway, he bo- anyway the reason why he kind of was a little bit late because he had to stop by and get some bagels, for for the team, to get you know, to everybody to get to know him, and he was really being nice and all until they end up 
in for the case. And it turns out, uh, besides that, Lily and Jeremy were... (coughs) Not only on the run... And from the from the future from the future to task force, but they're also meeting up with Pastor Bob, and I'll explain about him <laughs> in a little bit. So anyway, so Remy, Kristen, Hannah, and Ortiz looked over over the scene, and they met up met the sister of one of the deceased victims. And it's probably, it might be on the mother's side. So in other words, Lily's aunt showed up and told, uh, uh, told the agents that who is responsible for the killing of Lily's parents. And it's Jeremy. And sure enough, they both decided to... Anyway, Remy gets to find out what was going on. Anyway, he decided to... He told the ladies, Kristen and Hannah, to go check out on Lily's school while he and Ortiz go find Jeremy's mom. It turns out Jeremy's... Apparently, Ortiz and Remy found out that uh, Jeremy... His mother is already, you know, deceased too. And it turns out, I guess Jeremy's mother was also against this. Probably because he did not, probably because she did not want to see her son being with a jailbait. And even though I think, because in other words, Jeremy's mom was was trying to protect Lily from her, her son. So, because of that, they're both. Though the families are, the parents are, Lily's parents are dead, Jeremy's mom is dead, and Lily's aunt was really kind of concerned about her. So apparently it turns out they find out that they were both in some kind of treatment facility because of what was going on. And it turns out it was more than just a treatment facility. Uh, They were supposed to get spiritual advice from Pastor Bob and Pastor Pat, who is Pastor Bob's wife. Well, apparently apparently Pastor Bob is considered to be a complete and utter uh, horny man. And... And as for Pastor Pat, she had a secret. Apparently, she's a con artist. <laughs> and it turns out, and there's a reason why. Um, Ortiz mentioned to everybody about 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 when Pat's. Uh, secret was revealed. Well, despite that she found out that her f- husband kind of lied to Remy and Ortiz when he said he didn't know Lily, when the fact is he did. And it turns out, uh, the reason why 
what happened was in the scene when Pastor Bob says uh, to get Lily re ready, even though Jeremy says, I'm sorry to her because she wanted to get out. And it turns out uh, Lily got O-R-A-P-E. Yeah, I mean, seriously, she got assaulted, you know. And I was like, no way did he did that to her. Oh, my. Like, and I thought he was crazy for the jailbait. It turns out Pastor Bob is. Oh, like, good grief. And apparently not only that, that his followers were about to, oh, commit self-deletion because of the drugs. And the reason what happened was, it turns out that uh, Ortiz told everybody about told everybody about his aunt had got scammed out by Pastor Pat. Pat, I think it was her name. Or was it Pam? No, it's Pat. Anyway, it turns out that Pat's real name is Vivian and who was in fact a con artist and is in a pyramid schemer. In other words, she schemed upon these vitamin products, and because of that, that uh, Ortiz was very much angry about this. Because what happened was, it turns out, even though Bob is a complete dumb dumb, Vivian was, in fact, much of a con artist, especially when she tried to hide, change her identity, and married to an idiot. It, it, it turns out she, uh, couldn't have any children, and he, and she was actually going to take Lily's, when actually when she found out that Lily ended up pregnant because she, got, pork by Bob. Bub, you're an idiot. Of course, he's dead. Jeremy's dead. And and Vivian is a psychopath. Anyway, for some reason, Vivian ends up escaping. And and uh, Remy Scott and everybody, everybody on his team. Ugh, it was such a mess. It was like, it was more of a, it was like, a cult thing, but it was really ugly. Because like, when Vivian ended up taking Lily to uh, the ho the motel and was going to keep her there for nine months until she gave birth and then t take uh, the baby and then kill Lily for it. And I'm like, no way. Sure enough, they end up finding where uh, uh, Vivian and Lily were at, and sure enough, of, uh, they got Lily out of there, but Remy ended up talking to Vivian, and also re revealed that she had another name, and boy, did he ended up burning her and nailing her, or her. <laughs> Oh, and she, she got busted. Oh, yeah, because she's going to jail for murdering Bob and, and Jeremy and running an occult and a pyramid scheme upon others. 
Of course. And of course, there was one thing happened was uh, Remy said that about his younger brother. And I was like, oh, really? So anyway, after the arrest of that scammer or cultist, it's the Vivian, and and I'm pretty sure Lydia is now being taken care of by her aunt. Uh, everybody says to celebrate eight by th- throwing hatchets at this uh hatchet th- throwing place, also drinking, and uh, Remy decides to you know open up after I think it was I don't know if it was Hannah or Kristen asked him about his younger brother, which he said that his younger brother was murdered by a by a guy who police had in custody but let go of which then police kinda lied to Remy about what hap lied to Remy and his parents what happened. So yeah. So it turns out that Remy has been in the FBI a for over two decades. It's almost heading to three decades. And and of course if you guys didn't know his last his last uh location was in Vegas. Now, you know, but apparently, uh, he, I guess he mostly have been living in New York, but then, of course, he ended up working in Philly, and then he went to Las Vegas, or thereof. So, uh, yeah. So, my thoughts about tonight, after tonight's episode, I think we're all going to be enjoying much of Dylan McDermott as Remy Scott. It's because it's the mood changed much, but, you know, <laughs> oh, there were a lot of things happened. I mean, especially because Remy went after her, that psycho v- Vivian. And, of course, I'll never get him screaming. <laughs> I mean, I kind of... And I know most of you guys probably are going to say to me, Well, I miss him being in Richard Wheatley. I said, I will say, yeah, I know too, but... I think this is a good change for all of us. I mean, after all, I mean, he's kind of worth watching. Especially because you're he's a great actor, number one. Number two, I mean, he does well with what he has done. And to see him in a different kind of light... You know, see him as a good guy versus being a bad guy. Even though, I think the reason why why the difference between of Dylan McDermott as Richard Wheatley, the nemesis towards uh, Elliot Stabler in Law & Order for two seasons, and then being Remy Scott at... Uh, to just fit, wrap up the third season, then just wrapping up for the third season, even though we got a couple more episodes to go. 
before the se- I guess before the season ends. Um, you know, it's really kind of show a different pace. I mean, after all, I mean, it, it, I think this is have to do with, um, I guess I'm not. I don't want to be mean about this, but it's not really mean. I mean, I'm not hundred percent sure, but the reason probably of this is probably has to do with the fact that Dylan Lynn is um, acting like this is because uh, mostly because of his past when it turned out when he was a kid he lost his mom because of a deranged uh, excuse me sorry for the burping uh, a deranged uh, deranged uh, criminal Oh, and that's what he was playing out as when he was on Law and Order Organized Crime. But in but in FBI Most Wanted, I think playing the good guy, I guess, probably expressed how much anger he could have been, and and just putting it into a whole piece, and which I do really kind of really like to see more of that. I mean. You know, playing the hero, oh, oh, that everybody should be seeing, and which, by the way, you know, it's really kind of a cool thing. Hey. So yeah, <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping, and there will be more episodes like this. I mean, it's really kind of cool. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's really kind of worth to watch. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have finally had a chance to watch the one Chicago show. And, oh my god. What's so crazy? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Chicago Med. So, apparently, it was chaos uh, in Chicago Med. It started off mostly with... Uh, Miss Sharon Goodwin and Dr. Daniel Charles, who decided to check up, who decided to check in and say hello to uh, Miss Goodwin's daughter, Tara, who is pregnant. <laughs> and it turns out she ends up is bleeding after Charles left. And it turns out that, uh, yeah, she needed to be checked on. Apparently, Dean and Hannah end up checking to make sure what the heck is going on. And it turns out that Tara has uh, fibrosis. Anyway, yeah, and she needed uh, surgery immediately or she would lose the baby. And it got, and that's not all. Uh, apparently, Will and Ethan had to deal with a patient. Her name is Leah. Leah, but she's actually her name is really Petra. Uh, apparently, she's been on the run. I guess with her son or thereof, and it turns out the reason why is um the son. And anyway, she's been running away because of an abusive 
husband she has, and she couldn't divorce him because of the chaos that's been going on. And, and because her husband is a very powerful man, and he would do anything to keep her and continue on with the abuse. So she needed to be escaped. Even though they, even though, oh, uh, kind of nearly almost cost, even though it almost cost Will his career yet again. But I think the reason why is because of what was going on. Anyway, and then of course, uh, Dr. Marcel and Dr. Dylan Scott. <laughs> had to deal with a pa patient who actually tried to uh, hurt himself. <laughs> he was brought in, in by ambulance, and apparently Dylan's sister, Zora, was uh, the officer responding. Anyway, um, now before that, ooh, that Dr. Dylan Scott, he's being naughty because of that woman, Melinda. What was her name? Or Melina? No, it's Melinda or Melina. I think it's Melina. You know, he slept with her. <laughs> and then he almost doubted her. But anyway. Yeah, so there was so much chaos. So, what happened was, it turns out, uh, Marce It turns out Dylan noticed that the guy who was nearly almost died actually... He kind of nearly almost killed himself. It was the dumbest thing he did. And as for their patient, Leah, well, got sidelined because he lied. I, but Ethan ended up making sure that Leah actually had help. Because oh, even though they know that she is Petra, but... She is going to get help from a good friend of Ethan's. And as for, uh, as for Sharon's daughter, oh, she's okay. Despite there was a little bit trouble, because Hannah was actually trying to do what Tara wanted her to do, despite Dean objected, and they had to agree to what Hannah said. And it was really bad enough, but... In the end of it all, uh, Shower was really praise Hannah, but now there's gonna be now that there might be something gonna happen to Dean. So even though she has to gain, even though Hannah is still trying to gain the trust of everybody, the only person she'll may have a hard time trusting is Dean Archer. So this might be getting good or not. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to describe for next week's show. I guess it's going to be more troubling for uh, Dylan Scott. <laughs> Just wait and see. <laughs> anyway, now on Chicago Fire. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Wallace Bowden was actually was in kind of a danger situation. And he dealt with a kid who actually turns out that um he uh he needed somebody to hear him out. And he tried to calm him down. Um and even though uh 
Even though what happened was it started when Bowden ended up into the uh, grocery store, which, by the way, I didn't realize what uh, Wolf Entertainment said, but I couldn't believe it. The uh, grocery store that they were in was actually an empty Walgreens. I'm like, really? <laughs> anyway, so what happened was uh, Bowden was actually uh, getting ding uh ingredients for, s for some brisket because kelly was gonna make brisket for lunch Ooh. <laughs> but suddenly there was the car crashed into the store and it turns out a kid named will <laughs> funny name the name is Halstead's brother <laughs> anyway it, but he's a black kid. And the reason why is he was put away for jail for 11 months because he was in the lookout. But around the time, he got jumped by the Latin kings. I'm like, really? Poor, poor kid. Made me feel sorry for him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so anyway... So, Bolden tried his best to keep everybody alive, which he did. And especially because he did the right thing by putting his radio in the, uh, in the, uh, into this, uh, I don't know, this kid's, this little thing where all the products are being sold. It, just in case he would need it. So, he radio anybody and apparently everybody at firehouse 51 ended up being at the same first started off with uh violet and emma and uh then everybody else showed up up uh, and he communicated and told anybody to make sure or uh, to know what was going on. Apparently, Kelly and Stella overheard, overhear, and understand what was going on. Stella and Herman ended up taking, or dealing with an upfront, while Kelly and everybody, Kelly and everybody at Squad 3 had to go back and rescue everybody who was in the back. Even though, uh, Will was really losing his freaking mind. And even though the old man, and who was a retired lawyer, the only thing he wanted was to take a dollar and he will do his best, which he did. And apparently he just needed, if he needed to surrender easily, he will not go to jail. Well, he'll go back to jail, but probably will help him be moved somewhere else, which I'm pretty sure that old man did that. <laughs> Uh, so apparently it was so intense or no nerve wrecking but in the end Bowden ends up calming the kid down and got him out of there and as he was about to surrender he was gonna sh uh, I don't know shoot and said not to and Bowden tackle him and as I thought everybody was gonna go after Bowden but apparently everybody nearly almost everybody in truck 81 and engine 51 uh surrounded and protect uh Bowden and and will and sure enough they just got him into the police and probably be prosecuted
executed. And he at least still have a good lawyer. <laughs> that old man. <laughs> and as for Bowden, <laughs> well, it was all coming from a shock. Anyway, so after this whole ordeal, um, everybody was like, in shock as much, but the three people who checked on him was Lieutenant Christopher Hermit and Lieutenant Kelly Severide and Lieutenant Stella Kidd. The three lieutenants end up checking on Wallace Bowden to see if he was okay. Despite of what happened, he was still in shock and, and stuff. But the three of them assured that, you know, what he did was, was great. And he is glad and they're all glad that he's still alive. Which I kind of much agreed. You know, and besides all of what Bowden has done, I think he deserves to have a break. He should just go home, be with his wife Donna and, th and his son Terrence. And because Donna would be re relieved that Wallace is safe. So anyway, in the next Oh, and by the way, it was really cool, good that in the Ed, that in the episode that Bowden talked to Will and he mentioned about Mason, and that how much he, how much happened to him that he was a criminal, but then he got his record expunged and his career turned around, and now he's for the CFD, and he's hoping that Will will have his life turned around turn around. And I'm pretty sure with that old man that he met at and hold hostage, I think he's going to help him make sure the rest of his time go easily. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think next week's episode, oh, there's going to be a lot of buildings to deal with. Especially one. And of course, this is going to deal with Mason and his ultimate task to deal with a burning building or otherwise everything's going to start falling apart which apparently that's what the case may be <laughs> anyway now on chicago pd wow just wow it was so crazy enough what happened um it turns out it started off with at the uh, police academy, and Trudy and Jay were there, there, and they were actually to see who they're gonna get to uh, spend the time with. And it turns out a kid named uh, Dante Torres uh, was chosen. And it turns out that this whole entire time, uh, Dante had some tats being removed from a laser. He kind of lied about a few things. And the reason why is because he did something. It turns out he had a stepfather named Boto who he put in, in the coma but ended up into a wheelchair. And the reason why, because he... Because his stepfather abused his mother, and that's the why. I, and Dante also says that the reason is in he, 
wanted to be a police officer because he wants to be better than any of those Chicago police officers because it turns out Dante a uh tried to call the police to, in order to be, in order to have his mother being protected. So yeah. So he didn't he was in other words, he and Jay are both had trust issues with each other. And it's bad enough as it is. But I wish they would keep him him because even though he he could try to work hard and gain the trust within the CPD. I mean, seriously. Anyway, they also deal with if a case that some reason, and and Dante knew about the guy, and which he tried to talk to, him, which it was really kind of good, especially how it ended off when Dante said. And to the guy that he knew, he said, come on, man, you have to surrender. And he's like, nah, you won't do it. And he did. He shot the guy. <laughs> but anyway, it made me realize that uh, Dante is trying to, I don't know, there are a lot of people who know much of him and try to gain tr and those who don't, I mean, it's going to be hard for him to trust anybody, especially when it comes to Jay Halstead, which I don't blame him. I mean, after all, Jay really kind of effed this one up. I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, if you're going to trust somebody, especially like Dante, I mean, you got to know. Oh. So, it was really kind of weird to see that happen. And the reason why was because, uh, the reason he was put there is because it turns out the guy who was running in the academy says that there is a mole among the, uh, recruits who was put in by a gang unit, no, a gang no unit, sorry, a gangster, gang, gang, he was, was, somebody was a member, and it turns out it's not Dante, but it's somebody else, and despite of, of not telling this to Hank, Aunt Trudy, and Jake, you know, that's where the trouble lies, so apparently everything is starting to fall apart among everybody, that who can they trust and who they can't trust. So apparently it was really bad enough. And I hope uh, they can try to gain trust again. Even though it's bad enough as how they trust Anna uh, because of Hank. <sighs> so, yeah. It's crazy. Now, I guess next week's episode is, I don't know, I guess focusing on Kevin again. Uh, so, yeah. So, who knows what will happen. I just, even though I will admit, I, I mean, watching Chicago, watching all these Chicago shows makes me kind of want to just enjoy 
But at the same time, you know, same things how it goes. But hopefully. <laughs> of course, uh. The one thing for sure, I'm just glad people like Wallace Bowden is okay of what happened. And even though it was just a shock of what happened. And, you know, all I'm just saying is, you know, I thought something bad was going to happen each episode. Turns out it was kind of bad, but ends up all good. You know? And the best part was to see Kelly, Stella, and Christopher worried about Bowden. It's usually... I never... Usually, I never see that out of all three of them. Usually, it would be... Kelly and Matt... Uh, but now all three lieutenants are kind of concerned about their deputy district chief. Which is really makes me feel good. <laughs> and that they do care for him. So. Yeah. And as for Jay. Well, he's going to have a lot of... If it, if it comes out he has trust issues, I don't know what to say much, you know. But anyway, guys, yeah, I guess that's much to summarize of what happened. But hopefully, you know, but I'm just hoping, you know, everything will be restored. The usual kind of crazy <laughs> yep. Okay, I want to talk to you guys about uh, Mr. Beast. Holy crud, holy crud, holy crud. Um, if you guys didn't know, Mr. Beast started to do something. And it was actually to see if a fan would survive, I don't know, a long time to see if he would survive to re make a million dollars. However, Jimmy had decided to throw the curveball that the he has to take one item away. Well, guess what? Uh, this fan, I guess he's a fan. His name is Josh. Anyway, throughout the whole entire time, he, he had a girlfriend that he's been with for six years. So, apparently, he had, he talked to Jimmy to have um, Tyler and Chris to go find um engagement ring for him, and he described. I guess he's trusted the guys, and because of that, um, they got the engagement ring. So, and because of that, he made like oh, well over three hundred thousand dollars. And he proposed to his girlfriend, which he said, which she says yes. That both of their families end up fighting. And I guess because of that, both families found out uh, that he decided to do this. And it was really great. I mean, seriously. <laughs> so not only he made 300000 now he has a, has a girlfriend. 
now he has a fiance, and I'm pretty sure the money's probably gonna go towards the wedding. <laughs> so, in other words, congratulations, my dude. And also, that was a good video, Jimmy. God dang it. <laughs> yeah, it's so f crazy. Um, yeah, and he survived, Ave did, and, you know, dealing with so much craziness. <laughs> I think, what, it was, like, more than two weeks, I guess? I'm like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway. <laughs> so, good for him. Um, he made a lot, he made money. He, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, I gotta tell you guys about last night's episode of Law and Order. SVU and Organized Crime. I missed the Law and Order episode because my mother went to watch Getting Shield in the United States of Al, which, oh, it was cringe. Anyway, so, but anyway, let's talk about Law and Order SVU. So, it turns out that this whole entire madness of what was going on on the show. Uh, was a case that was causing confusion and understanding what the heck's going on. Because it turns out in the end of this madness, there was uh, two cases and uh, two bad guys for the price of one. <laughs> Let me explain. It all started off with at a bar where uh, a brother and sister kind of runs it. And it turns out the brother ends up hooking up with a uh, a patron there because it turns out uh, she ended up having a, a bad case of being dumped by a boy by ex boyfriend over text message. Yeah, he couldn't have the honesty to to go to her. Or in New York, and say, "I'm sorry, I'm breaking up with you." No, he text messaged her. Pathetic. Anyway, so apparently she flirted with him, and the next thing you know, uh, she tried to take this, but then stop. Now the brother ended up making sure that she was, uh kind of safe, but it turns out she, he was being such uh, a stalker, to say the least. But, because the woman felt so uncomfortable, so she kind of ran away from him um, and ended up at the park. Now, it turns out, at the park, right, suddenly, it was starting to rain, but suddenly she got clunked on the head. And the next thing you know, she has been R-A-P-E. Yeah, that. I was like, are you kidding me? And the weirdest part is the, or it is whoever did this to her folded up her clothing. So at first, they thought it was the brother who did this. But I'm going to talk about him a little bit later. 
So despite of what happened, uh, Finn and Amanda did a look into the brother. And it turns out, well, the brother kind of had a, a, a possession of a weapon and money and some other stuff. But anyway, it turns out that <laughs> there was the wallet. Because apparently, because it turns out before that happened, um, when they, f when Olivia, uh, Amanda and Finn were all called into the seat, because Amanda actually was first there, right, before Finn and, and Olivia did. And it turns out that, uh, it turns out that they got to her to the hospital and she managed to be okay. Despite she got clunked in the head and being, you know, what. So, apparently, they tried to test to see if anything turned out it didn't happen. But they thought it's at least it was the brother when they found the wallet in, in his room. Um, however, he didn't know how he got that. And the reason why was it was already planted. Yeah, you're gonna and the what and my mother says to me laying on the bed, she said it's gotta be the sister. Well, she's kinda right, but there was a reason. I'll explain a little bit later. So, what happened was they thought, yeah, he was going to go to jail. The brother did it, yeah. Turns out he didn't. Apparently a mysterious caller happened and he struck again. And it turns out did it in Kentucky. I was like, really? Oh, yeah. Well, turns out, 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 the two cases were definitely connected, but it was, turns out there was more than just two. Because apparently, this guy did this for 20 years. And apparently, it happened to 26 women. And so, instead of two, there were more than two. And it turns out, they try to find in who was really responsible. Well, despite going crazy, they were looking for anything, an anomaly. And it turns out, uh, he kind of tried to rape one woman. But... F had an attempt, but kind of failed. Because it turns out, <laughs> uh, when they found out uh, from the woman who was from uh, Reading, uh, Pennsylvania, it turns out, I think it was Reading, or was it Drexel Hill? I forget. Um, it turns out, uh, it, uh, the woman who spoke to Olivia and Finn, said uh, about who he about this guy. Turns out he was an older gentleman, um, and uh, he tried to do that same to her, but somehow she got conscious. And turns out, as he was about to do the do the deed, uh, turns out he got a phone call. <laughs> And it turns out his wife was calling him. I was like, really? 
So this guy is about to be in the doghouse and also probably going to go to jail. On top of that, it turns out uh, the woman told Olivia and Finn that she remembered a name, Wes. Well, it turns out there were a lot of of Wes for mostly Wesley. And it turns out there was only one guy who's been there for over 20 years at this cuz it turns out the guy was a complete trucker. <laughs> turns out he did this. Um, I don't know. His guy's name is Aaron Wesley something I forget. Anyway, it turns out the old dude did this for years. years. Since his, for like over 20 years without his wife realizing what he has done. And not to mention, he's a freaking dad. I'm like, are you freaking nuts? I was like, really? So it turns out he ends up it turns out they find the yeah actually no it was the woman was from Jessica Hill they try to find they track down the husband's ad they track down the man's address as to, to a home in Reading where they met the woman and the wife of this of the old dude turns out she had no idea what was going on the only thing is he likes to gamble and told him where he was at. It was some kind of, it was some place. And I was like, wait, there's a casino and a bowling alley. I'm like, where in earth would that be? It can't be in Pennsylvania. Or is it in New York? Because I understand most of this, because I had found out when the scene is when Amanda and Finn had to go all the way to Kentucky. It turns out it's been filmed out in New York. So I was like, really? So I, I'm going to have to ask my brother if he knows a bowling alley and a casino both combined together. Pretty sure it's somewhere in New York. Because right, even though it looks like it could have been in Pennsylvania. But I don't know. Believe me. <laughs> so apparently... They found the guy where he's at, the old man, at, and uh, Olivia decides to, you know, try to sweet talk uh, without real, without showing who she is, and somewhat he kind of almost figured out it was that he talked to her, and because of that, but in the end, Olivia ends up landing him, um, so. He got arrested. Did Olivia and Finn are extraditing this guy to New York? I think they said it's Pennsylvania. The question is, I don't know if that if there is a casino and a bowling alley. Cause, like I said, I have to ask my brother. <laughs> anyway, the guy gets it goes ex gets extradited to. That from, I guess, from Pennsylvania to New York. Anyway, uh, then it turns out Amanda, who found, got a, a phone call, it turns out the about the brother-sister duel, it turns out the sister got hurt. Right. And she was, she looked like she got beat up. 
Oh, and it turns out she kind of did. And apparently, worse than that is not only she was kind of beat up, but she, turns out she got also oh, R-A-P-E. And the reason why, it turns out the brother did it. And I was like, holy smokes, you're telling me he did that? I was like, oh, Lord. No, 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 he didn't. Oh, and it turns out it's worse than that. And especially when Olivia got back to, came, got to the hospital uh, after dropping the the guy they caught. It turns out Olivia and Amanda talked to the sister er, in the beginning of the thing. It turns out she actually had been, happened to her. Or badly enough. Turns out her brother did the deed and been doing this since she was 12. And I was like, what? And where were the parents? Oh, even though it was mentioned about this earlier in the episode that, oh yeah, the parents have issues. I'm like, what the heck? If the parents have issues, they should be still be work. They should be protecting their children. And, but they didn't. And sure enough, I was like, you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, of course, they called him again because they did this, like, I guess two times for a time because they thought he was responsible for the, for the, doing the deed to the woman and before hunting down the old man and the old man trucker. But he was caught when he was brought again the second time, and then when they dropped the when uh the counselor had zero idea what just happened when Olivia dropped the bombshell on on both of them, he the guy the the brother clammed up and says, "Oh, oh, she really want this." I'm like, oh, "Really, she want this, bruh? She." doesn't. You've been doing this since she was 12. That's messed up, yo. <laughs> of course, Olivia. Olivia just, like, decided to mic drop up, up and says to the uh, counselors, like, you tell your, your client what's his choices because it's something slim or anything. I don't know. So it turns out Olivia, <laughs> turns out two, two bad guys for one freaking case. Ace, the ace. But it turns out, whew, yeah, so I'm pretty sure Sonny would have, Sonny, uh, <laughs> Sonny Carisi is going to have a fun time uh, dealing with this. It's because <laughs> he gets to indict two men, and one who constantly did this for twenty years is to twenty six women, and while being a trucker and a very terrible, unfaithful husband and father, and the other one, a brother who's supposed to be protecting the sister. Her. He was an older brother, I can tell. He should be the one who should be protecting her. 
Instead, he didn't. Anyway, so now, and as for overnight crime, <laughs> let's just say it was really kind of crazy. It turns out, uh, turns out Donnelly decides to do what Preston Webb did. Apparently, he he um, made Elliot Stabler his number two, and like, and I know what you guys say. What do you mean, like what Preston Webb did? Well, apparently, Preston, even though he has zero idea about his number two, Nova, uh, detect, uh, detective, uh, Carmen Riley, who is a, you know, who's a, you undercover, working for the, uh, Organized crime um, unit. <laughs> what a sap. Well, Donnelly has, doesn't know either because of what Elliot's been up to. So, even though he got kind of confused. But anyway, he says some. Anyway, it turns out he makes. Turns out. And he does this when it was been. Re- does this during a uh, barbecue kind of slash uh, a baby shower because it turns out uh, Donnelly's wife is about to have a baby. Now, of course, Elliot tells, uh, I guess, Donnelly's wife that, you know, that, and Donnelly, that, Oh, yeah, he's been there for all of his kids' birth. Kind of not true. He has been for all, been for his four. Except for, even though he has five. So, what's, so, what I mean by is this. Even though Elliot says he has been to every of his kids' births, except for one, and that is Eli. And actually, if you, I don't know when I heard about this, but I think I remember, I don't remember it happened on SVU, but I heard Olivia said that she was been there since every of Elliot's kids being born, which entirely was also not true. Let me put this so you guys can understand. Olivia first started and um that about well over twenty years ago. Well, to the sake of the show, twenty three. Anyway, it turns out uh it turns out that Elliot's kids were already kind of being growing up. Up. Now I don't know if no Olivia means that she was also referring to uh, if any of his Elliot's kids have kids on their own. Don't know. No. But it's safe to say she kind of not, she was kind of not telling the full truth. So, yeah. So, and even though Elliot said that he has been, but again, not the whole entire truth. But, 
let me explain about how little Eli was born. <laughs> it all it happened. I can't remember which season it was. It might be the fifth, sixth, or seventh season. Because what happened was Olivia and Elliot working so hard on these cases. And because of that, Kathy had some kind of, I don't know, concerns about her husband. And she feels like they're both drifting away. And it turns out it wasn't the case. It was much of felt like they were. And they were on the verge of divorcing. But it turns out, uh, Elliot, they tried to, they were separated. And for some reason, until they, until it was bad enough that Elliot misses Kathy. As much as he cares for Olivia. Uh, it's because they are partners and they do a lot of work together. So, anyway. So, one night he came, one night he got home, I guess. He came home, to, uh, and for some reason, I don't know. I don't remember if this happened, but I think they did the deed. But not what I said about from last night's episode, no. He they uh were intimate, okay? So it turns so apparently because of that Oh yeah. Turns out Kathy gets pregnant. And sure enough of uh, <laughs> Elliot couldn't believe that she's pregnant. And about she would and now I think like I said, I somewhere between season five and season seven. It could also happen with season eight. Um apparently uh Kathy was far long into her pregnancy. And Olivia, uh the nicest woman she that Kathy do trust and never met. Um Decided to have Olivia, Kathy's eyes to have Olivia to take her to her daughter's appointment because Elliot was working hard. So he kind of did. So she kind of did. I no, or something like that. I can't remember. So he so he let her. So Olivia took Kathy to the doctor's office but as they were about to get there suddenly there's they suddenly a coming out of nowhere another car rams the car that olivia is driving with kathy they're both hit and it was bad enough of about happened surely enough olivia's is the first one to get out is fully aware what was going on. She wakes up finding out that she's in a car accident 
and Kathy's probably hurt. Don't know if, if the baby's okay or not. She sees the guy who her, rams her. Had to call it in. Right? Fire, police, ambulance all showed up. Uh, and it turns out Kathy ends up awake. And she realized she ice the baby is coming. I was like, really? <laughs> when I saw this episode. And Olivia couldn't believe it. Now, because that, she was, Kathy was kind of trapped in there. So, the uh, New York Fire Department uh, used the jaws of life to free, uh, free Kathy. And Olivia kind of helped out. And sure enough, uh, of, uh, of Olivia, of course, Elliot did show up, and and so did Cragen, and sure enough, Olivia, kind of what was at Kathy's side, right? and suddenly she went into labor. Of course, I think Elliot was kind of I don't know. No, actually, he was somewhere else. Cragen was there, but he would end up calling in Elliot and. But Olivia was actually at Kathy's side, and in the ambulance, they were rushing to the hospital, and when all of a sudden, shh, then uh, Kathy gave birth, Earth, Earth, and sure enough, shh, she, because she gave birth, and because of the accident, it kind of let her. It happened because of all this happened. She was conscious. She was unconscious, and they had to. They had to work on her and saving her. While Olivia ends up holding the baby. <laughs> so, so because of that, it turns out Elliot and Kathy ends up having another their boy. They both. Elliot met Olivia. And it turns out Olivia tells Elliot that both Kathy and the baby were fine. So Elliot went in to see her and the baby. And it turns out that <laughs> Elliot decides to name this. Turns out Elliot and Kathy both agree naming their second son, which is their fifth child, Eli. <laughs> well, actually, Elliot Stabler. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yep. That's how it happened. In other words, Olivia was actually kind of at the birth of of Eli Stabler. So, but uh, Elliot at least saw his his son and and, and his uh, wife when it happened. So anyway, back to the situation on organized crime. So apparently, uh, Donnelly's 
Donnelly was being such a being a petty man. <laughs> he says that oh he's not gonna be at the hospital. He's gonna be uh at the bar drinking and smoking. I was like, really, my dude. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's when um they had a little when the brotherhood had a meeting and Donnelly told his told his told the members of the brotherhood that he's making Elliot as his number two. I was like really anyway now because of that um it turns that of course Donnelly and Elliot end up being called in by Preston Webb who told uh, them that because what happened was his uh, wife, Faith, Cassandra, was missing one of her pieces as for her artwork. And which also was meaning because of that. It was also that was missing were the uh oh the g g guns the guns were also also missing because they were part of because they were in the artwork that Cassandra wanted it so Elliot sighs to. Offered that he and Dolly will look, go find out who has the guns and bring it back to Preston for $50,000. Preston accept this. And of course, LA also ends up meeting up, meeting uh, Cassandra at her, uh, at the, uh, the, the, uh, studio and asked about the shipping thing <laughs> which led Elliot and Donnelly to uh find the guy that Cassandra told Elliot about and despite it Elliot also had to port Back to, um, back to Sergeant Ayane Bell, oh, and tell her what is going on with, uh, with, uh, what's going on with Preston and, Preston Webb and, uh, Frank Donnelly. Of course, there were some other things going on with Elliot, that, which he kind of find out about something about his family because of what Donnelly's been saying to him that kind of hit a nerve on him. And, but turns out he had an old, um, he had some old film that he had jet uh had it converted to um 
digital, because it was an old film. It was an old. F it was a old film film of family that was during the time of Elliot was growing up. Up, because what happened was, um, his dad was much into his early life until he uh something bad happened to him but whatever hap but whatever Elliot whatever Donnelly said kind of struck a nerve on Elliot yet now i noticed some things when Elliot like for example in this i guess the storage unit Elliot looked over at some stuff, and I noticed there was a, a family album um, of photos. And I was thinking, at first, I was like, you know, at first I thought, maybe it's, like, there's an old photos of Elliot and his parents. But then it just makes me think, maybe it's not really. I mean, maybe the photo album is actually that of Christopher Maloney. <laughs> I was like, oh, please tell me that's true. I really want to know if that was true. I was that, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the little entertainment told me that. <laughs> of course, the, um, <sighs> the, uh, old, movies that were turns out when Elliot was was being a kid and and spending time with his dad it made me realize that what i see a was really questionable and because of that let me explain i think where the cuz even though it made me in the ending where of this, of course, because, of course, even though Elliot did got the brought um, Cassandra her sculpture, but Preston did not bring Preston the guns when he told them he was seized by police after uh, dealing with some kind of wacky guy who had them. Uh, you know, there was in the ending where Elliot was sized to watch the uh, whole movies and ended up with little Elliot with his dad and his mother and with Elliot now with his mother. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking at the old films. And at first I thought, maybe it's a different actor, but... Then I see it's Chris Maloney in a wig, I guess. You know? And I was like, jeez, how did they do that? I was like, it was something like has been bothering me on the me since last night. Not as much as something else that made me think of. This actually had to do with uh, Chicago PD. Because, if you guys all know, my favorite episode on Chicago PD, because uh, even though I saw this on Peacock, 
is from season three, episode ten, which is deals with part of which is uh part of the crossover episodes with uh Chicago Fire and Chicago Med that that has to deal with um <sighs> at first it started it was actually focused on uh Lieutenant Cr- sorry. It first started off with Christopher Herman. Now before he got before he got his position as engine lieutenant that he was still um part of truck eighty one. Anyway turns out Herman got uh is a stab by Freddy because Freddy couldn't handle a joke. So because of that, at uh, Herman was put out for a while. Now, because of that, during because of that, when uh, everybody at Firehouse Fifty One was called in for a suicide gone wrong. And it turns out that the woman who went who tried to uh commit the thing, it turns out that um she uh doing this because something was bad enough because it turns out she wasn't sick. And despite of what led into Chicago Med, then it turned out to be in Chicago Fire because of, I mean, Chicago PD, because it had to deal with the doctor that that Hank and Aaron knew that caused um, Hank's wife uh Camille to die. Hey. And it turns out the guy he, who was doing this <laughs> um did this because he was trying to do this for I I thought at first it was because of the money, but I think he did this for I don't know, something else, I forget. <laughs> I may have to go back watching the episodes. Um, episode. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. So, it turns out, uh, they ended up nailing the guy. And, not only, and actually it was because of Hank's testimony that, nailed him because he said in court that he was the witness because he says that he did this to his wife his late wife and sure enough (laughs) sure enough because of that they nailed the guy he ends up going away for a very long time 
Because it turns out he did this to, what, 40 women? <laughs> I was like, dang. Of course, towards the ending, there was a home video. Now, the only thing is, I don't know if, well, what was it all about. It was a man, a woman, and a boy. Now, the only thing makes me want to know is, is this actually a home video that was home video of coming from, how do I say this? I mean, who, like, first of all, who is it? And I'm thinking, is it? really an old home video coming from I guess the main star of Chicago PD Jason Beggie cause if so wow <sighs> yeah it still hurts my mind to this day it looks like I don't know it looks real and That was the only thing that made me want to think. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's what happened. Much. My thoughts about what last night's episode of Organized Crime was kind of crazy. Oh, and also, I forgot to mention, despite... What happened was, despite that, uh, of course, Elliot did end up helping Donnelly's wife get to the hospital and also contact of Donnelly, and he saw the, uh, the baby. <laughs> uh, anyway, of course, they both celebrated with some cigarettes and they tried to smoke into the, uh, out to the Wait, out of the hallway, but the nurse yelled at them and they decided to smoke in the bathroom. I was like, really? <laughs> anyway, it turns out uh, Elliot and Donnelly um, started to he smoke some cigars when Elliot got a phone call uh, after when Elliot had spoke to uh, Santos about... What happened with that guy that was, um, that was kind of being murdered by Donnelly. Oof. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yep. Okay. Now, speaking about some questions about Chicago, about the, some of the episodes of the one Chicago, precisely Chicago PD, there were some questions that actually made me want to know that left me hanging. And that has to do with two topics. One is about Alvin Olinsky. And his supposedly second daughter. And also the questionable doubt of 
who is Aaron Lindsay's father. Because it felt like to me it was never been solved. Right before... um, Right before uh, Sophia Bush and uh, Elas Cotes were both uh, left this show. Oh. Anyway, (sighs) Uh, let me explain. Um, It turns out. I guess it has to do with the somewhere around between the season. Turns out from the season two finale to, uh, season three. Alvin found out that he found out from a woman who ended up. Um, yeah, he found out from a woman in who he kind of met years ago while he was under, uh, undercover, uh, came to him and says, oh, you have a daughter, her, because I guess what happened was she slept. I guess what happened was he slept with her. Her. So. (coughs) So. And despite that his. Angry deranged wife. Kind of start questioning about. About it. Now, Meredith, if Alvin's wife, really want to know if it was. And all of a sudden, he kind of did. But then when he cut the results, he kind of threw it out. Left all of us wondering if it was true or not. Even though, despite he accepted it. And even though, despite Meredith was very much angry at him. Now, their daughter that he has with Meredith, uh, Lexi, I don't know if she kind of accepted it. Because it was never much explained because of what happened with the... uh, Because of what happened with uh, Hank and no, what happened with uh, Lexi when she ended up um, when she ended up losing her life in season four because of some crazy fire.
So, which left me a question is, even though some reason, but when he was, um, when end up being, um, end up, uh, dead due to the fact of, of, um, being arrested by, um, how do I see this? Uh, Denny, Lieutenant Denny Woods, who kind of wanted him to be in jail, even though it was actually Hank, Hank who did the did this, but Lieutenant Denny Woods tried to uh, end uh, Olinsky's career and kind of of his own life if I should say. Only thing I kind of heard was that Meredith was very much when she heard about what happened to her husband, she got mad at Hank. And anyway, there were also some things that was revealed, like of the mention of that who was going to get the uh, money, and it said both his wife and daughter. Now my brain kind of lost it, and when they said both the wife and the daughter, in other words, his wife and the daughter that he, that he, that he had with a different woman was going to get the money. Despite, I felt like, is she really deserve the, deserve it? Because of the because Alvin didn't find out if it was true or not because the woman that he slept with uh claims that it was true, but he didn't question about that, so yeah, then of course, my other thought is about Aaron Lindsay. Because there was a huge question whether or not that Aaron Lindsay, who is in fact Aaron Lindsay's father, even though it was led that Hank, Hank Voigt was, a, was her foster father and Camille oh, oh, Hank's late wife was her foster mother there was no answer about who was uh, Aaron's father but I thought uh, there was something that I don't know, cause especially because the actress who played uh, Aaron's mother, 
or um, Bernie, a a Fletcher, um, kind of ended up <coughs> passing away. A So, I don't know. If that was going to be ever mentioned about that. Because, uh, um... How do I say this? Yeah, because what happened was throughout the throughout the four seasons, um, there was a lot of questions of who was in fact uh, Aaron Lindsay's father, and why she went with that last name. Hey, well, I don't know, but Buddy was thinking it was a guy in jail. Uh, she thought it was some. She never said who it was. Although, it was almost made me think about in one episode when Bunny went to confront Hank, Hank and she said something that I was like, assumes it would be Hank Voigt? I mean, I don't like to do fan theories, but because of... You know, it it always never happened. But even though I wish that um, Dick Wolf of speak to his uh, to his uh, those who are working on the Chicago uh, PD show uh, to work on a, a writing and mentioning about mentioning about. Bunny Fletcher again, but find out what Bunny didn't say about who was Aaron's father really is, and the only person who finds out the truth is, well, I guess Hank, and everybody finds out. So, even though. I don't know. That's the that's the only thing I should say. I mean, because it was never been solved out, but a strong possibility is because when Bunny got mad at much at Hank, she alerted saying, looking at Hank, saying that about something. Hank, that made me want to question about it. And I know most of you guys are saying, well, there's no way that it is true. I'm like, probably, but then again, I just don't know. Because it it's such a mystery to me. But, I mean, really. Like, even though, oh, um. So, yeah. So, the truth is. Is about so yeah the only so what I'm just saying to summarize them both is if Alvin Alinsky is the is Alvin Alinsky did 
ended up ended up beats ended up siring Michelle through her mother and who really is Aaron Lindsay's father and also also I just on top of that since it's also revealed that Aaron has a half brother Teddy and who the heck is Teddy's father as well I mean it's never been revealed as much and Bunny's the like the only one may know who did it who it is but it was never much real. I mean, seriously, I would like to go who. And actually, on top of that, uh, um, you know, maybe to do like an episode to, uh, where Teddy, because this is what I'm trying to suggest. I think there should be an episode where Teddy is actually in Chicago and he needs help and he doesn't know where his sister's at. Even though she's no longer a police detective, she's now an FBI agent. And the other person that he's going to turn to is Hank. And because and he's going to tell Hank that Bunny's no longer... Alive. So. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. That's what I want to know. Because you know. It's like. My brain kind of hurt. And and there are a lot of questionings. Like. What happened? And like. Why did not do that? And how? Because. They leave. Us with some unusual. Answers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, let me switch over to a little bit of gaming stuff, or actually, more specifically, gaming creators. So, if you guys don't know, I follow a couple. No, actually, I follow a lot of gaming YouTubers, mostly, predominantly those who play Minecraft, F, to Fortnite, to the mobile creator. Mobile YouTubers. Anyway, um, the one thing I want to point out is one of the, the good YouTubers out there is Sunday. Now, if you guys don't know about him, um, as you guys know that he has, as of now, well over 20 million subscribers. Of course, he wants to reach 21 million subscribers by September 10th. 2022. Um, I don't know why. I think maybe. Anyway, it turns out he posted up on his uh, YouTube ch channel that was posted on Wednesday um, about an update about his, his mostly of his son, Simeon Luke. If you guys don't know, uh, Ian has two sons, one from a previous. Uh, relationship and so and one now with his uh wife M M Madeline 
And uh, it was really nice to see how it's going on. Um, it turns out I didn't know that Ian ended up uh, moving. Because he revealed that in his uh, <coughs> his video. That they moved to a farm. Alright. Alright. Where right now they're planting uh, foods and they're raising ducks. Which is, I guess, kind of good. Um, also, Ian revealed that he's having a video released on Monday, where he's, I guess, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, it might be a Fortnite video with his, uh, his older son, Colton. Um, <laughs> uh, Simeon Luke is really growing up so fast, and he's, like, two and two and a half, almost three years old. Um, he's learning how to speak as much. Um, <laughs> uh, he's doing, I guess, good in a way. Yeah, well, I mean, he's also making little fart noises. And, uh, <laughs> which it turned out, the uh, Colton's at, at fault. <laughs> Uh, that's cute, Simeon Luke. He's such a cute boy. <laughs> I'm just saying that because, you know, he's just a big... He's only a toddler. I mean, because... Uh, I actually, I kind of understand much of that because uh, I'm just glad he's not in his terrible twos like my cousin Elena has. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was in that face like crazy and now she's what seven years old <laughs> to say um yeah um on top of that uh elena really doing fine don't think they're asking <laughs> but anyway yeah so ian so yeah ian has uh you know it's, like, really good. I mean, he has his two sons, his wife. It's so, like, good. And they're in the farm. <laughs> I don't know what you guys say. Why is he in the farm? Like, actually, he is because he has a lot of money for it. And on top of that, uh, the house that he, he showed out in this video... Really, 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 really kind of good. I mean, seriously. And, uh... <laughs> he didn't even know he's being silly as per usual. But I'm just glad to hear that he and his family are doing so well. Oh, and surprised that he moved. Because I guess you could say I kind of noticed that it did get a little bit bigger in his uh, recording. Where he was recording, I guess. I don't know. Cause, you know, I guess, maybe. <laughs> so, that's good for Ian. I'm glad that he did what he could. And, uh, yeah. And I know what you guys say. Why is Ian trying to share information about his son? Well, it's because uh, he did. 
And ever since he, ever since uh, Simeon was uh, born, I mean, after uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say something really bad, but it was. I think this was a very great time for Ian and Madeline to finally uh, have their their own child because they were I had heard there was some issues going on on between Ian and Madeline after they were stopped making videos together and it, even though it's not much our own um business but it was it, it was it was hard to see this happening to them and Ian needed a very much ex much break from it and which I was glad because he he kind of needed it I mean even though he ended up uh going into Canada for a while and hanging out with Nico and and others and sure enough I was and even though I also want to know what was going on with uh, Ian's wife, Madeline, when she had Instagram. Although I don't think she has Instagram anymore. And the reason why I'm saying this was, um, it was, uh, even though I will admit this, uh, I went to go see what she posted. And, and I was going to, you know, I like what she posted. And I was going to leave a comment, but... The comments on her Instagram post was out of control. And it was not... And it was really bad. Alright? I was going to say something like... Oh, hope you're having... F hope you're f f having a great time. I'm, or something. Because she was, like, doing some stuff. And, you know, I was going to be nice. Like, there was issues going on with her and Ian but there were comments saying um they that from out of control fans saying oh I wish you and Ian get back together and it was like really bad and I was going to be a nice person and not say anything cause thing about her and Ian and, and but because even though I was going to say things like, I hope you're well. Well, I see you've gone to somewhere. You're going somewhere. I hope you have fun. But, you know, it was just ugly. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, after um, all that situation went down, and sure enough, their life somehow turned around. And, uh, yeah. I was worried that they were, I thought they were about to, um, go into a terrible, uh, I, I thought they were going down the other road, but thankfully they didn't. So, yeah. But since then, since, since then, and Serene Mainborn, I never seen them much more happier. And, uh... I guess mostly because of their faith, right? But 
I'm really glad that uh, they're doing well. And so is Simeon and Colton. And seeing that they both, and I see that they ended up moving. And, and which is good. I mean, it's just like to see what Ian's been up to taking care of raising his uh, second son. And I guess Madeline is alright with it. As long as it's not so much information to be shared as much. Which is good. Because I don't want to see anybody go after them. Alright. Alright. <sighs> anyway. I'm going to let you guys know that I um may want to end this podcast episode. Because I'm going to go... Make sure both of the po- all the podcast episodes uh, so far has been released. Because the one thing for sure is I do want to focus on the next uh, podcast episode. will be a two, which is going to be spanning on both podcast uh, episodes. Because I do want to talk about something that is mostly important. And, and I think... Um, I think I should share this. And the reason why is it's something to have to do with my brother. Because I don't think he has know much about me since he never... Actually, he never much paid attention. I Even though I talk to him, sometimes I don't know if he does pay attention or not. And it's really much disappointing to me. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, if my brother wants to get to know me, I think it's best if he listens to the podcast episodes, especially the him and his girlfriend and his friends, if they want to be my friends, and you know, or any of my friends who are online who wants to hear me about, because I know I am an a freaking open book when it comes to what I know who I know within probably within the uh YouTube community and gaming whatnot. Um and a lot of other things. Especially in the world of pro wrestling. Alright? Yeah, I mean it's kinda crazy. You guys can tell from my voice. Um there's a lot, I mean, besides shows and whatnot, but yeah, maybe I should just talk about that, you know, the next podcast episode. Because, you know, people don't understand much about me. It's like, what do I love to watch? What do I enjoy? What do I do about things? And the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm having a roughless night of sleeping. And I don't know. It just feels ugly as heck. And, you know... It's really kind of crazy to explain this, but, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah. So, (laughs) I know, and the reason why I'm saying this is because even though I was supposed to be working on topics on my other podcast, the Pro Wrestling Fan Vault podcast, but it's not doing so, not doing what I expected to do. Although, I kind of... Um, and much uh, 
souring out things and I know most of you guys are going to say if I'm alright or not, but I am kind of. It's just way too much crazy. I know you guys can say things all you want, but it's just me. Really. So, yeah. And, uh, hopefully, uh, you all can understand. So, right now, I'm going to end this podcast and go get ready for the next episode. Okay? Okay. Anyway, guys, thank you all for listening. I'll see you guys soon. Till then. Bye for now. Uh, 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 oh, excuse me.